This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Triple eight seven two seven back. It's Pat and Stu. Welcome. Uh, it is uh, what is it? Wednesday. It's Humpin' Day Wednesday, everybody. <laughs> Good morning. We're halfway through the week. Uh, yesterday, Paul Ryan apparently uh, reject running for pres- rejected running for president. Now there's been speculation, and he continues to sort of, on the one hand, deny that. Oh no, that's the furthest thing. <laughs> On the other hand, he does things that sort of lead you to believe that maybe he's leaving that door open. I don't know. I mean, I don't I, know if I agree with that analysis fully. That, I, I, that ad he did, come on, that looked like a... But he is the Speaker of the House, right? I mean, it's not like he is... Well, since when does the Speaker and, of the House do commercials for well, himself? Well, he's also running for Congress. Right. I mean, he, yeah, you know, I know. I don't know. To I me, know. I, I feel like there's a legitimate... Is he running this year? Is it? Yeah, is it's every a, two years. Yeah, yeah I know, I mean, but I didn't realize it was... Two years ago, because that is staggered, you know. <laughs> I could be wrong on that, but I think I think he is. Yeah, yeah, you th- could be. Oh. You could be. Point being, because <laughs> I could be. Point being, there is a legitimate reason to not believe Paul Ryan when he says he's not running for something because he, he did said. it with the, with the Speaker of the yeah, House. Right. I, he may have even right. done it for Vice President. I don't even know. Um, I don't remember. May, he may have said, "I'm not going to be the Vice Presidential candidate back then." Might've. So I understand the skepticism. Mm-hmm. However, there is a part of me that that feels that like, is there a combination of words this guy can say to make you believe he's not running? I mean, he basically said, "Well, let's watch the statement." I mean, he could he have been any more clear than this? Because he oh, no. not only rules himself one. out, no, he I rules think... out his entire category. Yeah, but he basically says, "No one who didn't run for president should be allowed." Right. I am out. Count me out. I'm not running. I swear. I swear. I swear. Watch. Not me. That's well, you can watch that, too. As chairman of the Republican convention, my job is to ensure that there is integrity in the process, that the rules are followed by the rule book. That means it is not my job to tell delegates what they should do. But I've got a message to relay today. We have too much work to do in the House to allow this speculation mm-hmm. to swirl or to have my motivations questioned. So let me be clear. Okay, please. I do not want, nor will I accept the nomination for our party. Okay. So let me speak directly to the delegates on this. If no candidate has a majority on the first ballot, I believe that you should only choose from a person who has actually participated in the primary. Count me out. Mm. I simply believe (laughs) that if you want to be the nominee Mm -hmm. for our party, to be the president, 
you should actually run for it. <laughs> I chose not to do this. Mm -hmm. Therefore, I should not be considered, period, end of story. What a liar. I mean, that's as strong. <laughs> what is he supposed that to do? is as strong as it gets. And Why now is he I, even talking about it? I believe him. I believe him on that. I believe him too, but this is Jeffy is 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 highlighting something that was all over social media. Why is he even a? Why, why is he talking, talking about, about it? Because everybody right. else is speculating on it. Right. A lot of people I heard leaves the door open. Yeah. Did he leave the door? What the <laughs> hell was he supposed to say? He did not leave I mean, the door open. The only successful uh, speech that ever accomplishes was I will not if I if nominated I will not accept if or whatever if elected if I, I will not serve. serve. I mean, it's the only time anyone's ever believed anyone making a speech like this. But, I mean, that's basically, he almost quoted that speech. He did. He's like, yeah, he I did. want out. I mean, I actually believe him. The only way he could be clearer than he was there uh, is if he would say, I will commit suicide <laughs> before I will accept this nomination. <laughs> I, mean, I will kill myself if I even hear it breathed again. Right. Like, what I would want to say, if I were him, I think my, my, I would want to say to someone, what I'm asking you for is go on Twitter, maybe a reporter wants to walk up to me, tell me the combination of words that would allow me to communicate to you that I don't want this gig right now. Mm -hmm. Now, look, is Paul Ryan going to run in 2020? Very possible. Maybe. And I don't think he's trying to, to yeah, rule maybe. that out. But, I mean, this is no, a very specific year. I'm not doing I'm it. I'm out now. I'm not doing it. And I think that's a fair... I think that was totally acceptable. Yeah. And, and I take him at his word there. I mean, you that one is hard to wiggle out of. <laughs> if he comes up at the con convention... Yeah. And he's like, well, okay. Like he did with the speaker <laughs> thing. Uh, that's bad. That's bad. I wouldn't want him to be president after that. Obvious a lie. But yeah. I mean, I think... I, you know, look, there is a legitimate reason to doubt. I mean, you know, and smart people who know more than I do uh, are, are, you know, have done this. I mean, I, like they, and they believe <laughs> that he's still playing with the wiggling or living himself they, wiggle who, room. Who believes that? The one I actually saw uh, was, did wow. not believe him at all was uh, Michelle Malkin. What, did not really? believe him. Now, look, she, huh. y y there is a legitimate reason to doubt the words coming out of Paul Ryan's mouth on a situation such as this. Yeah. I mean, he's done this before. I just don't remember. I don't know if he was that emphatic. I don't remember him being that emphatic. And, and the other thing is, too, he's got a pretty good gig. This yeah. is not like I go back to obscurity. He's the Speaker of the House. Third he's most the third powerful. in line really, for the, the presidency. Really, the most powerful. Yeah, really. The, he's he's third in line for presidency. He's the vice yeah. president. And he's more powerful than probably any individual in the Senate. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, he's got a good gig already. Yeah. So that's the that's the part of the reason why I actually buy it. He doesn't need to be president to to really do a lot here. And, uh, you know, he's got a pretty although if Donald Trump is the nominee, you could argue he's not going to be speaker of the House for long. Uh, I think that's a, uh, a situation beca because of the fact that they will lose control of the House. Mm -hmm. I and mean, there's a good chance there's a Democratic speaker of the House. But that being said, uh, you know. I can I can see him thinking this is a good gig. Mm -hmm. I think he likes this job uh, mm -hmm. so far, and you know so far he's been relatively non-controversial. I mean, in comparison to Boehner, I mean, yeah. I, I, my impression, without really thinking about it too much, is that he's actually been better than Boehner so far. Yeah, n not a lot of attention has been focused on him. Yeah, I don't think he's been perfect because we've been in the middle of this primary process. But so far, you know, I'd say so far so good. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, uh, Trump is slamming um, Reince Priebus and calls the 2016 process a disgrace. Now, that, 
this is the same guy that he just said recently yep. that uh, oh the RNC is great. I, I'm actually getting along with those guys. Yep. They're pretty good guys. They're really I've grown to respect them and I like just them. Just met with them mm -hmm. over and over and over. He said that. Now he's slamming them because it's a scam and a disgrace. It's a disgrace for the party, and Reince Priebus should be ashamed of himself. He should be ashamed of himself because he knows what's going on. Yes, the process that's been in place uh, for a while that you knew about going in, that's what's going on. Uh, it, should go, it should go to a vote in Colorado, like other places. The best way to do it would be just a vote. Should be a vote of the people. Well, Cruz would have won that anyway. That's the way it should be done. The delegate situation is a very unjust way of doing things. On Sunday, Trump aide uh, Paul Manafort accused the Trump campaign of not playing by the rules in its attempt to woo de delegates. Uh, meet the press. Uh, Manafort said the Trump campaign will file several protests with the RNC. Well, you do that because, I mean, what has he done? They can't specify any problem, any breaking of rules. They've not specified one single thing, except that they don't like it. They don't like what Cruz has done because he's winning delegates and he's winning this process because he knows the process. He's um, competent in dealing with the process, and, and Trump and his people aren't. I mean, it's just that simple. The guy who hires all the best people, who knows all the best minds, who's going to have the best people around him, who knows the best words, can't seem to come up with any, any, to get this job done. Uh, also, Sanders is the most liked 2016 presidential candidate among Democrats and Republicans. You know, how can this be? According to an Associated Press survey, 48% of Americans view Sanders as favorable, while 39% have him unfavorable. Clinton overall, an unfavorable candidate. She's upside down by about 15 percent. Uh, Trump was the most unfavorable of all, though. Of course. 26 percent of Americans view him favorably. 26 percent. While a whopping 69 percent have an unfavorable view of the billionaire. And while he does, like, he does better with men, mm. for example. He does better with, uh, as he always likes to say, uh, the poorly educated. Yeah, there are things that he does, groups he does better than 29% on, but there are a lot of groups he does worse. I mean, it really is across the board approaching 70% disapproval for almost every group. I mean, he is single. Mm. I mean, I've never seen a candidate as never unpopular as this guy that's actually yeah. running. For example, Rod Bogloyevich, remember him, the guy mm -hmm. from uh, Illinois? He had the lowest approval rating I've ever seen. Um, he had a 4% approval rating towards the end. Wow. And I remember thinking 4%, you can find serial killers with, with approval ratings mm -hmm. above 4%. I mean, seriously. Uh, you could find people who have been convicted of murder, people who have uh, who have broken massive laws, and of course Bogoyevich did. Um, but four percent in polls—I mean, the margin of error could put you at zero. That's how amazing that is. Um, of course, you know, so he's above that. But outside of that, I mean, mostly there's very few people who are as unpopular as Donald Trump is, um, and it's kind of amazing. By the it's way, forty-three percent um, underwater. Forty. Three percent. That's a lot. A lot. That's a lot. And you break it. You see some of the categories that would be important for him to win because he would have to. He'd have to outdo Mitt Romney in either among minorities or among white voters, and mm -hmm. he would have to do it by so much among white voters that it would be basically impossible. 
uh, and it, because of how bad his numbers are with Hispanics and, and, and black voters, we're talking 85 percent disapproval among Hispanic voters, 85 percent. Remember, mm. he was going to win Hispanics. Remember that whole oh, thing? The, the Hispanics love him. Oh, yeah, they do. Yeah, mm -hmm. he's said that over and over. Mexicans love him. Hispanics love him. He, he employs, employs some of them. Yeah. He's, he's actually giving jobs. Some of them have actually cleaned his toilet. You know? Well, who, who's going who's gonna to clean up after you if you don't have Hispanics? Right. That's right. That's right. So he loves the Hispanic. And by the way, that's he uh, loves Ivana the Trump. Mexican. It was Ivana Trump who said that, right? Yeah. I knew. He who's loves actually the for him. But. Yeah. Um, by the way, Paul Ryan, five times, uh, according to Breitbart, said he did not want to be <laughs> Speaker of the House. Said, uh, this is, uh, he's, I don't want to be Speaker. He said, uh, I love you guys, but not enough to be Speaker. He said, I, I, I'm grateful for the encouragement I received, but I will not be a candidate for Speaker. Uh, he said, Chairman Ryan appreciates the support he's getting from his colleagues, but he's still not running for Speaker. Uh, and then, uh, let's see, last one, he has, again, said uh, his position has not changed, and I cannot predict if it will, was one of his spokespeople. That's when it was just starting to crack a little bit. Doesn't change, but you can't predict. I mean, who can predict the future, right? Right. So I can understand Michelle Malkin and others' uh, skepticism on whether mm -hmm. he's said because look, you get into that position, right? Mm -hmm. You are a guy who they've had eight ballots. They can't get anybody. They need somebody to bring the sides together. They say it's going to be you. Mm -hmm. All you have to do is show up, and you get to be, run for president for a few months. Didn't you spend a dime. Clinton. You didn't spend a dime. Didn't you didn't do all that. You didn't have to dime. go stay in crappy hotels in Iowa for right. six months. You just walk right into it. Man, that's going to be tempting. But So I understand the skepticism, but I actually believe him here because he's already got a good gig. This is not just some guy mm -hmm. you know, who, without power in the government. No. He's one of the top guys already. Yeah. So maybe he keeps that. And that's pretty unequivocal. I do not want, nor do I accept, the nomination for our party. I should not be considered, period, end of story. It's a little bit stronger than the speaker thing, but... Yeah, considerably, I don't know. considerably stronger, yeah. I think. Uh, also, Hillary Clinton says she, she, her goal, her quote was, that is certainly my goal, to have 50% of her cabinet be made up of women. Why would that be your goal? Why... Shouldn't your goal be that I want the best people available for the job? Now, if that's 100% women, if every person you find who's the best person for that cabinet position is a woman, then make it 100%. But conversely, if every single one of the best qualified people is a man, wouldn't you then hire men? I, I just I, I don't well, get it, that. It's funny because there used to be this sort of like facade in which we would all mm. say we want the most uh, qualified person, and then we would just say, well, we happen to think it's a woman this time. Mm -hmm. You know, like if if the left would say, mm -hmm. look, we we want the most qualified person, just happens to be a woman this time. Mm -hmm. That is gone. Now it it's like, gone. hey, what Completely part does she window. have? Does she what, yeah. does she got a hoo ha or a, a dingling? Yep. Which right. one she got? Because if if it's a it's a hoo ha, then we want her. If it's a dingling, we don't want them. Mm -hmm. That's an amazing change because now it's like we're not even hiding the fact that we're electing people based on their private parts. No, not at all. And by the way, gender doesn't matter. And I was just going to say, well, what if it's somebody who identifies that day? Let's say it's a man, but he identifies as a woman. Does that qualify as a woman? It's a great position? point. Let's, great let's point. find that I would out. Say yes. Let's find that out. I would say yes. Uh, also, Ted Cruz has announced his flat tax. This is really cool. We we uh, played this on radio, but it's even better to watch. Uh, here's the flat tax plan from Ted Cruz. 
The Ted Cruz flat tax plan is simple. So simple, in fact, you'll know it by heart in just over a minute. The Cruz plan zaps the loopholes and car outs, shrinking the tax code from over 70,000 pages to this. One page the size of a postcard. One rate the size of a bad tip. 10% for everyone. You pay less and keep more. Mm -hmm. Here's the standard deduction. Here's the personal exemption. The child tax credit stays. So does the earned income tax credit. And you can still deduct charitable contributions and mortgage interest. But the payroll tax is gone. The death tax is dead. So is the corporate income tax. Replaced by a flat, fair 16% rate for business. Even the big ones that have armies of accountants. It levels the playing field, kickstarts growth, brings jobs back to America. No wonder leading conservative economists are raving about Ted's plan. But here's where it goes from good to great. The IRS is abolished. The bureaucrats are fired. Clean out your desks and turn out the lights. Because the cruise simple flat tax really is that simple. That's great. And, and the IRS thing, usually people say, what happens to all those IRS agents? That's 30,000 people you're talking about. The IRS employs 30,000 people. Yeah, they're going to be fired. They're going to have to find other jobs. So, um. <laughs> well, that, by the way, um, considering the businesses are going to have a lot more money to deal with, uh -huh. they're probably going to be hiring a little bit. Yes, mm -hmm. that's and, uh, really luckily, true. Probably more than 30,000 people. I mean, you, you, they used to, uh, they still do. They still talk about the 800,000 jobs a month we were hemorrhaging during the Bush thing. <laughs> you know, we, we, we might be up around $800,000, 800,000 jobs per month that we're adding to the economy. In an economy like that, it, it would really spur growth. It really, I mean, that would kickstart the, as, as they pointed out there, kickstart the economy. All right, we got to get to this uh, Roger Stone stuff um, because he has blown the lid off of Glenn Beck and what he's been up to. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. This has to be exposed, and so we'll do that coming up in a second. You know, but right now our friends at My Patriot Supply have some real food to help keep you prepared in the event of a real emergency. I mean, delicious food, not just, okay, I got a big bucket of wheat here. This is, uh, you know, like, like uh, fettuccine Alfredo, uh, things like chocolate pudding. And yeah, but Pat, if there's a zombie apocalypse that mm. I need this food, mm -hmm. I don't care. I'm you gonna don't eat, care. I'll eat the bull weevils. <laughs> I'll eat them. And you, you, you might. You might. You might. You might. However. You don't, you don't have to. Yeah, why, would, have to. When, why would you want to? I mean, look, really, the, the, the word that comes before Alfredo is not really important. Mm-hmm. Really, just anything Alfredo is going to be good. And yes. my Patriot Supply understands that. Uh, they make fettuccine Alfredo. You said chocolate pudding. They've got great, like, you know, really delicious, like, oatmeal, for example. Yeah. Like, you know, you want to have a good hearty breakfast. Why are you going to eat bull weevils? You don't need to do that. You, uh, don't you can have need actual to. good food. And again, in one of these situations, uh, you want to make sure that you're prepared because the bottom line is you can't go out to the store. In these situations, mm -hmm. you can't go out and secure food that's going to last for a long period of time because the shelves are empty. This has happened before locally in many areas. It's happened uh, in nationwide situations around the world, just not necessarily here recently. But this can happen here at any time. Ever and seen The Walking Dead? What happens when they go shopping? Um, <laughs> uh, bad I things. Seen it. Bad things. But if they'd had my Patriot supply and they they were prepared, 
<laughs> they wouldn't have to go looking, you know, through these empty stores that are loaded with zombies all the time. And then, you know, put their lives in danger. They wouldn't have to. Jeffy, is that accurate? What did you, you say? Yeah, I mean, right? that's accurate. They, they accurate. do have to go out and do some searching and uh, finagling. Yes, they do. If they, yes, they do. You know, Where they, they could have gotten a two-week emergency food supply to get them started. <laughs> now, that would have got them through the first two weeks of the apocalypse for only 50 bucks. Not bad, not bad. And then, you know, you got your foot in the door, and then eventually you, pay, you, you right? maybe you plan for the whole year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, right? that's a very good point. It lasts for 25 years. How long is The Walking Dead after the actual apocalypse? Uh, what are we in? Less like? than 25 years. Less than, yes. so, so your food still is good. still good. Mm-hmm. It's still, still good. good with my Patriot Supply. The number to uh, call in is what? 888-893-9140? That's exactly what it okay. is. 888-893-9140 or preparewiththeblaze.com. It's preparewiththeblaze.com. Go there now. The founder of this company 10 years ago was trying to sell his house. He's, you know, he's kind of an important guy. And he said to his wife, if this is what it's like for us how do people who have no clout ever get around this? So he started a company, and it went into business, I think, three years ago. Their deal is, their word is their bond. And they are people that listen to this show. They are just like you. Now, how can I say that? Because I'm the founder of the company. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Triple eight seven two seven back. It's Pat Stu. Um, Roger Stone was on some big, fabulous show. I mean, some. It was Josh Tolley. Oh <laughs> my gosh! Yeah, yes. So the Josh Tolley show. Yeah, the Josh. The Josh Tolley show. Josh Tolley, not like, some cheap not, imitation downstream Josh Tolley that you don't know. Right. Like, it's, it's the one we all know. Josh Tolley, the one we're what's really aware first, of. What's the first thing you think of when I say Josh Tolley? Uh, well, first of all, the name Josh is yeah. the first thing that comes okay. to mind. Okay. Um, yeah. And then the last name Tolly. Uh-huh. Um, and, yeah. Uh, and then, but then I think of both of them together, which is a powerful combination, Josh Tolly. And then you think just how... Or, or Tolly? Or Tolly. Or Tolly. I think also of Tolly. Right. Okay. Which makes you think of Toll House Cookies, uh, which is, they're, they're great. So, I mean, right there, you know this guy's a big-time guy. Yeah. And so, obviously, Roger Stone had to do a show because, mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> you know, you're going to do all the big shows, right? Like Josh Tolley, 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 Tolley. And uh, he did. And this is where he blew the lid off Glenn Beck. Watch this. Why are there so many, quote-unquote, conservative pundits? Now, I, I don't believe they're conservative. I think they're a little neoconish. But Stop people right like there. Glenn Stop Beck, there. for example. <laughs> That's is amazing okay why are there so many of these conservatives now i i don't believe they're conservatives they're neoconish to me here's a guy all in with donald freaking trump and he's disparaging uh glenn and mark levin i mean that is unbelievable the guy who is still for universal health care the guy who is still for eminent domain, a higher tax on the wealthy. I, I mean, the guy who, who tried to take a home from a seventy-three-year-old widow. 
I, I mean, guy who was uh, saying Mitt Romney was too tough on immigration. A right. uh, guy who's supporting the Dream Act in 2013 and 2014. Um, you know, it's uh, it's so laughable that it, it, I mean, I, I mean, I would say that honestly, what has happened? Honestly, to Donald people? Trump ha- himself has basically given up on the idea that he's conservative. He doesn't. I mean, he doesn't even. It, seems try like, to it does kind of seem like he doesn't it, try yeah. to out conservative people. Typically, no, he just no. basically says, "I can do it." Management. It's mm-hmm. called "We Have a Country." Yeah. Um, now he might say he's conservative on certain issues. Now, uh, the the wall being, I guess, one of them. Um, but uh, again, uh, you know, he, even he himself is saying he's going to send these people back home, and then they're going to come back in. The good ones. The good ones are mm-hmm. going to come back in, which makes you wonder why you're removing them. Yeah. Just going to let them come back in. Isn't that kind of a waste of money? which you wouldn't say is conservative. He's saying he's going to expand virtually every entitlement program. He's saying he was going to give free money to people who make ethanol. In fact, expand the subsidy to ethanol. Uh, the man is anything but a conservative. Right. And again, like I, I've, look, I've let this one go. A long time ago, when we began this process, I thought it would be important for people to understand that he wasn't a conservative, and obviously for the vast majority of Republican voters even, they've understood that and don't vote for it. However... Mm-hmm. Obviously, this is not about whether he's conservative or not. I mean, mm-hmm. there's anyone who's supporting Donald Trump, despite what you know, people like the one and the only Josh Tolley or Tolley say. Uh, you know, they don't care if he's a conservative. Obviously, that's not a concern. The, the policies no. of Donald Trump are not even an ingredient in this cake. It's just a matter of whether you, if you're, are you a supporter of his personality? Do you think, do you have a personal tie to him in some way? Do you think that he uh, can overpower and, you know, the government and do all these things and magically accomplish things that others can't, even though they can't pull off the most basic things in the delegate race? If you believe that, there might be something appealing to Donald Trump, but obviously it has nothing to do with policy. There's just no argument for that anymore. There was a time in which people were concer- were interested to see whether this guy was a conservative or not. Obviously, that's long gone. Mm-hmm. There's no one left on the Trump train at all who thinks he's a conservative or cares that he's a conservative. There are some people who've convinced themselves, oh, well, you know, I like X, Y, or Z policy that is conservative. But you can't possibly think this man has anything to do with conservatism. I mean, he has nothing to do with it. He does, it's, it's, even as Rush Limbaugh said, it just, it, he doesn't think that way. That's not the way Donald Trump thinks. He doesn't have a coherent ideology. That's not, that's not who he is. He's a man who says the thing that's in front of him that will benefit him at that moment. That's who he is. Mm-hmm. And, then, you know, look, maybe you think your interests align and that would benefit you in some way. I mean, certainly that's what Roger Stone thinks. And there's more from him. And, you know, superstar uh, Josh Talley. Talley. Mm-hmm. But people like Glenn Beck, for example, saying, well, if, yeah. if, if you're not voting for Ted Cruz, you're not reading your Bible. Why have when these people say, left payoffs, conservatism? Payoffs. payoffs. That's payoffs, why. Payoffs, I, that's I have a piece payoff. that will be published shortly. Mark Lynn, Levin taking a payoff. Eric Erickson taking, taking a, a payoff. payoff. Glenn Beck taking, taking a, a payoff. payoff. You can call it bribery if you want. That's okay, why I'm going I just to answered call your it question. Bribery. Wow. And what is all very documentable, as you will oh, say. Oh, yeah. I am, I'm waiting to see it, and you have an open invitation to come back on this show once you publish that piece. So what's the payoff? Real, real quickly, yeah, what are real they quick, getting? What are they getting? For abandoning conservative cash, values. Cash, cash. Cash money. They're getting cash money. Ooh. The green yep. stuff, greenbacks, yep. canolas, bread, cabbage. <laughs> wow. They're all for wow. sale. Look, wow. I, I, I like Glenn Beck. He's been very good to me in terms of covering uh, my books, 
Uh, he's been very gracious to me. Uh, why he has uh, become such a drooler, why he has become so virulently opposed to Donald Trump, the answer, I think, is uh, in cash, no, cash money. No. No, well, you know, I've, I've always wondered, because Ted Cruz is not a conservative. Any way you skin it, what? he's just not. And he is very shifty. You can just look at him and say, ooh, hoo, hoo, this guy's dangerous. <laughs> well, that's wait a minute. I had never considered that. Have you dangerous? ever considered... Looking at Ted Cruz and saying, ooh, 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 this guy's dangerous. That's a pretty pr no. pretty persuasive argument. And he's right, because what I've done instead is to look at his policies. Ah, and, that's where you get. Did and you, his wait, actions. Did you think of him as being shifty? Uh, no, ah, I see, thought this of him is the thing. as doing what he said he was going to do and then doing and it? exercising conservative principles. I didn't think to look at him and say, "Oh, he's very shifty." I mean, I, yeah, I, you, Ted Cruz is not a conservative. Look, I, but just, I mean, it's so inexplicable. It's like it's, it's going to give me a hemorrhage. It's a low hanging fruit here. I mean, it's a little unfair. Uh, well, it's Josh. No, it's Josh <laughs> I No, no I know, and he, he, he. I mean, he handled that pretty well. He had a lot yeah, of did. really good arguments there. He did. Um, he nailed it. He nailed it. And so did Roger Stone. Yeah, I mean, Roger Stone. Was, he was here five months ago. Five months ago doing some, I guess he did a book. I didn't, we didn't even know yeah. he was on. But Glenn I, said, yeah, Glenn said yeah. no, I just had him on. Yeah. He had him on six months after he had been bashing Donald Trump for six months. Right. Remember, Roger right. Stone is the guy who left the campaign supposedly because he was thought Donald Trump was so out of control with his Megyn Kelly com comments. Now, obviously, that was a, a huge line of bull crap, but still, it's mm -hmm. it's hilarious. I mean, I, you know, and we've we've outlined every single problem we have with Trump, from every lie to every policy. We've pointed out, we've proven the guy's a liar. We've proven he's not a conservative. We've proven that he's all in it for just himself and nothing else. Over and over and over, and you still can't figure out why we're virulently anti-Trump. He's a buffoon. He's proven himself to be completely incompetent. He can't speak a coherent sentence, and you wonder why we're not Trump uh, fans. And and instead for Ted Cruz, uh, it's because of cash. <laughs> All right. I mean, by the, the way, Roger Stone, back. when he left, uh, said gosh. he fired Trump. He disagreed with diversion to food fight with Megyn Kelly away from core issues. Um, uh -huh. Yeah, because right. uh, that's ended, right? Donald Trump's really stopped uh, attacking Megyn Kelly because that was really... I mean, this mm -hmm. guy can't even take a word he says seriously. He's an, he, he's an idiot. Yeah. He's just a... I mean, yeah. was, that, was there anything... I mean, you read the argument. Uh, that he made when he actually did release this uh, this in depth to study, which is so like so ridiculous. I mean, he's saying the reason why he does Glenn doesn't like Donald Trump is because Ted Cruz's super PAC placed ads on the show, I guess. And it's like, well, wait a minute. We opposed Trump long before there was a Ted Cruz super PAC. We exposed mm -hmm. Trump before Ted Cruz was running for Senate. And by the way, I mean, if if uh, Donald Trump wanted to place ads here, we can't turn them away. Yeah, it's actually illegal. It's illegal. It's illegal. So, I don't know if it is for super PACs. I, I think it probably is, but I don't know that for a fact. For the campaigns, it definitely the is. campaign, you and cannot refuse it. 100% willing to take the money from Donald we'll Trump take to the run money stupid from ads. Trump? I, well, I mean, well, that's you know. It's pathetic, man. It's so stupid. I, that I mean, is pathetic. I, you know, and again, this is a guy who's been directly paid for Donald Trump for decades. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, you took a payoff. What? What are you getting? 
You're getting actual money from Donald Trump. You've been in his, his employee. You were running his campaign. What were you getting? Now you're running a super PAC, or working for a super PAC, I guess. I don't know if he's oh, running it or not. It's just, it's laughable. It's the man's agonizing. a joke. He's been a joke. I don't why Glenn put him on the air in the first place. I have no freaking idea. Mm. I have no idea. Likely desperation. We couldn't get a guest that day or something. Um, and there's a lot of people who pitch books and they get booked last, last minute, but I, I assume he was one of them. I mean, I, and I guess his book was about Clinton or something. I don't know. What was it? Clinton's war on women. So, oh. so I mean, I, you know, look, uh, this is, you know, Oof. Uh, wow. you know it's just, it's embarrassing. He's, he's, it's, it's an embarrassing turn of events and more embarrassing than all of it. It's not the fact that Roger Stone, a man who's known, been a known dirtbag for half a century, yeah, he's. It's not not surprising he would do this stuff. Josh Tillay, who is I know his reputation precedes him by the, the syllable. What I said syndicated talk host. Oh, he is. Mm. Oh. I'd like to see intriguing. What affiliates um, he's? Oh, I'm sure thousands, Pat. Oh. He um, reaches audiences in all 50 states and over 160 nations. And he, anyone who's <laughs> on YouTube actually can <laughs> yeah. say that. I mean, yeah. anyone on that, YouTube can say that. Yeah, yeah. literally any teenager yes. on YouTube all can say states. that. Exactly. I'll bet you I know, that's but, what not, it is. but Josh reaches <laughs> audiences in all 50 states and over. That's like the old nations. This is one of the things that it's a very easy, very early radio trick that's been abandoned I by know. anyone who with any uh, ability. Uh, but they used to when they would first started Worldwide. streaming the radio station, they would go worldwide because at the time we were like, "Holy crap, worldwide!" Now everyone knows. Obviously, the internet is worldwide, and everyone's given up on that. Uh, apparently, <laughs> well, not, not Josh Tillay. But again, that's not the so. disappointing thing. Roger Stone is not the disappointing thing. Josh Tillay is not the, the the disappointing thing. The disappointing thing is the American people. Mm -hmm. The fact that they would believe this idiot for more than a half a second is so pathetic. Mm -hmm. It's so utterly pathetic. Now, look, I know that it's a minority of a minority. I got it. And maybe we focus too much on the people that the idiots that do fall for this, this, these two morons working together. Mm -hmm. uh, but I mean, if that's what you get, if you're, I, I, it's, it's hard to imagine anyone being stupid enough to believe Donald Trump. I mean, his own campaign is constantly disagreeing with what he says. Constantly. Even they know he, he shouldn't be saying the things he's saying. And it, but it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter to people because it is, you know, psychotic love, love of a cult of personality. And it's, it's, just, it's just psychotic at this point. Mm -hmm. It really is. I mean, it's, it's crazy. But whatever. I mean, you know, the American people want that. Obviously, you can get it. It's available for you. You want a person who is a, you know, a narcissistic wacko as your president. You can have him. He's there. And we got one now. We can have another one. Why yeah, not go for two you, in a row? Have you looked at Ted Cruz and just thought, ooh, whoa, he's, mm, look at that. He's shifty. Have you, have you looked at I him? I never thought of it that yeah. way. Wow. You, well, think he about me that over. for a second. He think about it. Over. More Pat and Stu coming up in a second. Think about that while we're, while we're gone. Have you looked at him, though? You said, wait a minute, this guy's not conservative. Find a picture and look at him. You'll know. <laughs> God's not conservative. Look at him. Triple eight seven two seven back. It is uh, Pat Stu. It uh, looks like a progressive student's getting a lesson on uh, progressivism. He has written that he is scared 
that his peers have gone off the deep end in killing free speech. You think? <laughs> but just for the last 104 years, so don't worry about it. Uh, progressive high school senior penned an op-ed on Tuesday criticizing his peers for their efforts to shut down free speech on college campuses. Mahad Olad, a high school senior who lives in Minnesota, wrote the piece titled, I'm a progressive student who's scared my peers have gone off the deep end. Uh, Olad said he was excited to attend a joint lecture by conservative speakers, uh, Christina Hoff Summers and uh, Milan, Milo Yiannopoulos at the University of Minnesota, which was one of his first campus experiences. Uh, but upon arriving at the lecture's venue, Olad was frustrated to discover that student activists protesting the event would succeed in making him 90 minutes late to the event. Mm. The unruly protest included a throng of, of students holding protest signs, shouting the university was supporting transphobic hate speech. If there's one thing I hate, it's transphobic hate. You actually have a bumper speech. sticker on your I, car I do. that says, if there's one, one thing, thing I, I hate, hate it's, it's transphobic, transphobic hate, hate speech. speech. Yeah, it's, it's now my biggest... It's now my biggest bumper sticker. Is it really? That's how strongly I feel uh, about it. I mean, that's... Yeah. There's a lot of... There's like, there, I've got some big ones, as you know. Yeah. Oh, so. <laughs> Your car is pretty much covered at this point. Um, every once in a I while... I can only see out of about this much of the windshield now. So. But, you know, it's important. You it's need to get important. these messages out there. That's right. That's right. You know, in your main way I'm of I'm a rolling billboard. Though. Right. So. Uh, against transphobic hate speech. Yes, and other things, as you know. Mm -hmm. One of them being the collectivization of manufacture. Uh, and the institutionalization of the human psyche. I don't Both know. Both of those things are... Well, I don't know. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Olad describes himself as progressive, who has celebrated the ACLU. Uh, said that it's both ludicrous and a personal affront to suggest that he supports those things. That evening I had something of an epiphany. I really began to understand the pernicious influence student activists who would normally have my sympathies. Uh, especially when it comes to free speech, but then they shut down free speech. Yeah. Um, I hate to break it to you, son, but that's what they do. Okay? That's what, that's what happens. That's who these people are. All right? Mm -hmm. Join us mm -hmm. in the real world now. Uh, also, George Mason, a faculty, denounced naming the school after a racist, sexist, homophobic justice, <laughs> Supreme Court justice, yes, Antonin Scalia, because at George Mason University, they were going to name the law school after him. We talked about this, right? Uh, but now, they're obviously getting, and, and we all knew this would happen. As faculty and staff of George Mason University, we denounce the renaming of our law school after Antonin Scalia. This renaming undermines our mission. As a public university, tarnishes our reputation. We also recognize it as an affront to those in, in, their, in our community who have been the targets of Scalia's racism, sexism, and homophobia. Okay, well, you should go to another college then. Right, get out. Oof. See you later. Man, go find another job. Of course, you won't do that because you probably can't get another job. But good, good, good luck with that. Um, mm. I, we were talking about this, by the way, because there's been a lot of this talk about. Uh, I, and I know Pat, you you stand strongly against transphobic hate speech. Yeah, yes. Yeah, um, but we were talking about this a little bit, and I find this issue to be pretty amazing. This whole idea where people are now banning. Uh, travel to North Carolina over these bathroom laws. Mm -hmm. Brian Adams, apparently, I don't know if this is, this is what's been Still going on. alive? He's apparently alive, was going to do a concert in North Carolina, and it canceled it because of this. Oh, right, is man, that right? I thought, well, I thought Brian was Mississippi. 
or, Mississippi. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, it was, yeah. it's and, still and part of the same were thing. People laughing yes. at him because he had just done a show in Egypt where, like, you die if you're gay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Over and over again, these things are happening. But the bathroom law is really interesting to me in that I have not heard anyone who opposes or who supports the bathroom law saying that transgendered people shouldn't necessarily be able to go in any bathroom they want. Um, I haven't heard anyone make the argument about an actual transgendered person, right? So a person, like say Caitlyn Jenner, we'll throw you because she's the most widely known person, right? Have you heard anyone saying, you know what, Caitlyn Jenner, I have a real problem with Caitlyn Jenner going into a girl's bathroom. Now, if she's getting her stuff chopped off, you're going through that process. That's a pretty big process. Sure is. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I, as much as you might want to go into a girl's bathroom, you're probably not getting your, your junk cut off to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have not heard anyone say anything about that. The only thing I've heard is, from conservatives, is we – it's not about Caitlyn Jenner. It's about someone like Jared from Subway who is going to go into this room with little girls where there are no cameras and do God knows what. And then when he gets charged with it, say, I've identified as a woman. And, you know, all it takes, as Jeffy will tell you, is you go online six months before and go on a message board of trans person and, and post a little uh, a little background of yourself thinking about these issues. Struggling and you're going to be able to get life. out of all of it. Mm-hmm. You're going to be able to go in there and peer at women. You're going to be able to do God knows what in these places mm-hmm. and utilize this law in a way it's not intended. That's really been the complaint that I've heard from conservatives is straight people. You're worried about some straight pervert guy going in there and doing God knows what in this room where they shouldn't be. It has nothing to, I mean, I have not, it, Caitlyn Jenner goes through a freaking re- gender reassignment surgery. Got to go to the bathroom somewhere. I don't know where it's supposed to go. I, I, I understand that there's a conflict and there's, thing, there, there's an under, uh, 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 a debate and, and, and I can see how this can be a complicated issue. But is that really what we're talking about here? No. We're talking about giving a legal defense to a pervert who uses this law mm-hmm. in a way it's not intended. That's the issue with it. And they are bending At least the main one. over backwards to make this. I mean, we've already got reports that people have already gone into these bathrooms and put up cameras yep. and reporting and they're shutting them down. One university has already reported that. Mm-hmm. Have they stopped it all over their campus? No. Just that building. We don't want to be. We're still diverse. We're still diverse, just we're changing it in this building because this is where we had the guy filming everybody. <laughs> I, just, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's a great point. Is, is there ever a time it. when you say to, how many people does this affect? Yeah, and that's another whole part of it, right? You know, how very many people small. does it affect? Are you telling, come on, really? Do we have to change every bathroom law in this country for like 3,000 people in a country of 320 million? This is ludicrous. What in the hell is wrong with us? And and that's the thing is, like, I don't see an opposition from conservatives saying those whatever thousands of people, uh, the limited amount. It's not, it's not, people keep portraying it as as hate towards them. It's not. It's not. It it really isn't. I I honestly, you know, what do you do in those situations? I mean, I I would say, Caitlyn Jenner, right, goes through the surgery. There's all kinds of unibathrooms where you can go in and lock the door. Do that. And again, you know, my, my real position on this is constitutional amendment, one man, one bathroom. I mean, that's my, that's what I believe this should yeah, go, I, is that yes. all just private bathrooms are for everybody. Like 
so I, I'm, I'm sort of in support of this movement for the reason of like I don't want to tinkle next to another dude. I mean, that's kind of that. my thing. I, mm-hmm. I don't understand why that's been the accepted practice, really. Mm-hmm. At least we should have big dividers. Of, I don't know. But that's one thing. The second mm-hmm. thing is I just don't see, like, for example, the, the governor of uh, North Carolina basically is saying, look, what the law does is it allows private businesses to set their own bath- bathroom policies. Liar! Hater! That's it. It doesn't, it doesn't even say you can't have mm. transgendered people in a women's bathroom, uh, like a ma- transgendered male in a women's bathroom or someone who says they identify that way in a women's bathroom. What it says is a private business gets to set their own policy. Even that's too far. Right. It's, it's, it's amazing. Whenever you try to pass the... I mean, a year ago, 10 years ago, five years ago, when Hillary Clinton was pro uh, against uh, gay marriage... Well, when it, you mean when it was a fundamental bedrock it was principle, principle of hers? that she would never go for gay marriage. <laughs> huh. Like, the ridiculous hmm. argument that would be used by the left would be, oh, what, you're saying that if we allow gay marriage, all of a sudden women are going to be able to go into men's bathrooms? Is that what you're saying? That was like their defense. That would never happen. Now, here we are saying again that it, that it is. There you go. All right. I'm sorry. They threw your whole rant. They're showing me. So I was just trying to say he's talking. Oh, I was. I was. <laughs> it's a little you. camera direction. we got to take a break, though. We're, we're very close. Uh, back uh, in a second. 888-727-BECK is our phone number. It's good stuff. And John Kasich and his ridiculous comments on it, where he doesn't even oh, understand the issue me. at all. Help. Still talking about it me. publicly. Amazing. I, my favorite it. part of this, though, is uh, this headline, Bruce Springsteen punishes North Carolina fans over gendered bathrooms. Um, I would consider passing a bathroom law just, just so to he keep come. Bruce Springsteen yes. out of yes. the state. Thank you. Uh, that you. garbling. How about we add uh, just a, I don't know, we could add an addendum to that Michael Moore, too. Yes, fine. Because Michael Moore made a big thing about <laughs> not uh, allowing his distributor to bring his mo- new movie to North Carolina. Like, no and one wants you. That's just screen no one pollution. We don't want your screen pollution here. <laughs> Get is out. There, is there a way we can quickly pass one in Texas so he doesn't uh, try to do any movies here? It would be funny because uh, uh, Jeffy was telling us about one of his porn sites that can no longer be, uh, I guess. Hey, we're putting an end to that soon. So I didn't realize <laughs> i got to find a new management for that place. Tell you that, but I guess there's a porn site that will not. Uh, the, the headline was they will not let you watch their porn in North Carolina or something, which is kind of funny. And then we are told, uh, shockingly, uh, you know, probably Jeffy was the one with this knowledge, that if you just click out of their little message, you can watch the porn. I love the porn companies. Like, well, we still got to have people watching their porn, but we want people to know that we have real principles here. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah we're going to take their money and we're going to take the advertising and still make money off of our porn, but we are principled individuals who stand up for bathrooms. Oh, such. nobody sure more that, principled than porn operators, I'm right? I'm sure that's what they're going to try to uh, attest to, but I won't have it. No, <laughs> we, you can get my porn sites anywhere, anytime. Wow, 
888-727-BECK. It's Pat and Stu. I'm sorry, I was just looking up Josh Tolley affiliates. Um, just in case you, you, you know, because, I mean, I know you already know in your area where you can get the show. Mm-hmm. But, uh, well, it's worldwide. It's 160 countries. 160 nations. 160 nations. And, uh, and locally on powerful radio stations like WTYT. Chattanooga with one watt of power. One, no, what? One, 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 what? one, watt. one full watt. One watt of effective radiated power. <laughs> WTYT? <laughs> That's what it says, yeah. It's 99.3 FM in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Uh, okay, the watts of power at this Tampa station he names are 800. Then there's one somewhere else with 5,000, one with 1,000, one with 20,000. Those are all AMs. And then there's an FM with one watt of power. I didn't think they allowed stations to have a full watt. (laughs) Broadcasting from my bedroom to my living room with one watt. Maybe if the walls are torn down, you get to the... They don't seem to have. Um, they don't seem to have a you know, TYT a website. No, I know. Which is odd for. Radio they're hiding station. because they've got their, no stations should be allowed to have one <laughs> now, full watt. WTYT nine sixty is your only virtual alternative rock AM station. No, it can't be that one. But it can't be that. I one. think he's on Christian stations. So, hmm. hmm, I don't know. I don't know. But there you go. In Chattanooga, Tennessee, <laughs> one watt of power. It's, why do you say it says one po- watt of power? Because it says it's what it, it says. It lists the his affiliates here. There's five, and uh, one that's of them, how he's getting to nationally. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he and and one of his affiliates, the one in Chattanooga, is listed as one watt of power. <laughs> one. Why would they put that? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, because they've got 800 for his affiliate in Tampa. They've got 5,000 for some main affiliate. Then 1,000 watts somewhere else and 20,000 in somewhere else. And then one watt of power. (laughs) WTYT. WTYT 99.3 with one watt of power. (laughs) WTYT. Your search did not yield any results on the actual radio tower website. Really? Okay. Which well, usually is where they, pretty mm-hmm. much anywhere radio not station. they're hiding. That's true. Yeah. Not well, if they're hiding, they're not listed. Yeah, like that Mexican station that was doing a million watts. Yeah. Uh, was that extra or something? There, there was a Cuban station. There was a, there was one that was just blasting. There was one like off the UK. There's this famous story about that, right, where they went into the mm-hmm. international waters and they just... Yeah, it yeah. just mm-hmm. blew it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Great stories. <laughs> so. uh, well, uh, you know, while we are doing things that are non-conservative here on the Blaze, which I don't mm-hmm. think—I mean, we can say fairly we do reach all fifty states. And I think we can one hundred and sixty-five trillion yeah. countries people. and continents. And, and by the people. way, uh, Josh Ernest is talking about religious mm-hmm. freedom, and uh, I guess it's important to uh, to make sure that. I guess protecting religious freedom is like, despite its constitutional uh, uh, priority level, mm-hmm. uh, is something that is uh, not exactly focused highly upon uh, no. by this administration. Uh, here's Josh Ernest talking about it. 
the administration uh, is firmly committed to promoting and defending equal rights uh, of all Americans, including mm -hmm. LGBT Americans. Uh, and specific mm -hmm. laws like this yeah. that seek to target and marginalize right. one small segment of the population exactly is nothing less than mean-spirited. States like Tennessee, and to a certain extent, North Carolina and mm -hmm. Mississippi. Yep. Yep. Thank you, Joe. Have a long history. Long. Over the, even over the last couple of generations of mm -hmm. working through questions of civil rights. Yeah. He's President terrible. Obama has talked on a number of occasions about the important progress I that our country has made what he's <laughs> with regard to civil rights. Civil this rights. This is a good illustration that... It, that... Yeah. That the fight for the, civil rights is not over. The fight for our right for civil rights. To go to the bathroom in, is, the in any bathroom, bathroom we want to is not over. Again, yeah. it's so pathetic. The, the, very, the, so the pathetic. civil rights, someone needs to get on this. Ted Cruz <clears> needs to take <throat> up the mantle of one man, one bathroom. Yeah, he does. Uh, look, all there's yeah. no trough of bathrooms. Should should exist in the United States? You can't America find trucks in the year 2016. Oh yeah, you can. I don't know. Go to stadiums. Yes, you can. Oh my no, most god. Most of the yes, stadiums that had the trucks are gone. Bars have them a lot. With urine cakes, still in there. Ugh. So nasty. I don't understand it. Well, it's, it's 2016. It's we should be able to go pee pee on our own. Yeah. Okay. We're Americans. This is America. Okay. You know, when we go to uh, the Central African Republic. Maybe they're, maybe they're going to have some troughs, okay? Mm -hmm. And maybe they don't have the cash to put together individual bathrooms with dividers. I think we do. in this country we can. We're okay? the richest nation on earth. Yeah. I'm with you on this the weirdest, all the way. The weirdest urinal in America to me, mm -hmm. there's this bar at um, uh, so Fenway Park. In the back of Fenway Park, there is, like, in the outfield, like, you're inside the wall, essentially. They build a bar basically inside the Green Monster. So they, and they have garage doors that they open up, and you can see right out of the field. It's really cool. I don't know the name of the bar, but it's really cool. And they have, I guess because it was kind of like reworked from, from whatever it was before, the bathroom, you have to go up the stairs, and you're kind of like you, you're on like a balcony above the bar. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, they have a window where your face is. Now, I guess the idea would be because you can still look out of the field, and maybe the game's mm -hmm. going on. Mm -hmm. But then you have a window... Where, like, people can look at you while you're going to the bathroom in the restaurant? Now, they can't mm. see your body, but it's just weird. And, of course, you're with your friends, and then you're mm. walking up there, and you have to go potty, and then you're looking out, and they're looking up at you, and it's weird. And, of course, mm -hmm. everyone intentionally knows this, so they make your life as miserable as possible by waving to you. and, mm. and uh, I would not like that. No, it's terrible. I, I would not like that. So, and that's Don't one like of, that. But like, <clears throat> no, that, thank you. That's the thing you're dealing with on an everyday basis in, in, in the urinal situation. It's just ridiculous. Mm -hmm. you, you get some freaking dividers. Private bathrooms. Are we not Are we not? tell you something. My friend Ed at his restaurant in uh, in. In Texas, mm -hmm. in in Houston, mm -hmm. we just went down there. Jeffy and I just went down there for the uh, Super Bowl breakfast. So we yeah, went out to my friend Ed's uh, Taste of Texas restaurant, the best the restaurant final four in town. Right? Yeah, it was mm -hmm. the Final Four. Yeah, and and so uh, he has done some upgrades. And I, I went into the bathroom, and it is you know you can always tell a really nice place by its bathroom, right? I mean that's yes. one of my theories. Oh, no, mm -hmm. it's absolutely true. He's got he's got wooden doors, and every one of them is individually enclosed. Right. You know, the stalls are all individually closed. And then big walls between the urinal thing. And then when you go to the mirror, he's got TVs in the mirrors. 
really cool. Mm -hmm. But the privacy that you get in there is so fantastic. Yeah. I mean, Have you talked to him since uh, since we were there? Because, I mean, they were pretty mad at me for taking that whole block of cheese. <laughs> so... No, out of the bathroom? I, I, you took a block of no, cheese? No, they're at the restaurant, at the salad bar. They have these giant blocks of cheese. That yeah, you're and you're supposed to, supposed to scrape off, scrape off of. some but strips for your the whole salad. Back to my just... table, man, they were pissed. <laughs> <laughs> so Do you think he might not be a friend anymore after bringing <laughs> Jeffy so into his so restaurant? Tell him it was <laughs> that's that's, that's interesting. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. That, that's, you're right. You're but, totally right. But that's nice. I would even deal with, honestly, and I don't think women would like this typically. But I would even deal with the. I've been to uh, like bars and, and like sort of upscale. In New York, they have a few of these that are like upscale, trendy bars. Mm -hmm. And you go in there and they have the same thing you're talking about. So each bath, it's almost like a private bathroom for everybody. Yes. Right. Yes, almost. exactly. It, where it's just awesome. a stall. There's no. There's, Other than there's no the sink. sink. Right. Yeah. But there's a stall for everyone. Yeah. In these, some of these places, you go in and it's the, the hand, the, the sink area is a combined area. So you go in essentially right. to a room with men and women, right. and you're washing your hands there, but then you're going to the bathroom in a yeah, private location. Yeah. Correct. And it's like, even that I can deal with, right? Like, right. that's, you know, it's kind of weird, especially in a, a situation so, like that. Like, you do want a little private time. Yeah. But, I mean, at least you have the actual <clears throat> stall itself. And this is what, if, if the transgendered movement wants to win people over in a big-time way, this is what you push for. You push for uh, individual bathrooms for every everyone. Right. And, you know, I would not want it coming from the government. But I would want private uh, private organizations at this point should be making this happen. You're building a new building? Make sure it's big enough that you can have a stall, a, a private bathroom private, for all. At least a stall, at the very least, yeah, for least. everyone. I don't understand it. I well, that's don't what happens, right? It. You run out of room. Because regulations are so many, so many available bathrooms. Per female, so many available bathrooms. But really, it's the divider. Per. Like you're doing dividers anyway. First, first of all, women all have stalls already. They already have the situation, right? I mean, yes. it's a matter of what the quality of the stall is. Obviously, right. you can make them really flimsy and make it so you know the, the the bottoms don't go to the ground for some bizarre reason. Why that would be a choice that you'd ever want to make? Mm -hmm. I mean, unless you're the guy from Idaho. Purposes. Larry, yeah, Larry, Larry Craig. Craig. Yeah, unless you're that yeah. guy the, with his wide, wide stance. stance. Uh, but in most situations, brings back memories. Uh, it does. Yeah. Uh, and then the other one is, uh, I mean, because like, it, it makes sense to do it that way, right? Mm -hmm. And the other thing is, if you're going to make dividers, the dividers should be, you know, floor to ceiling dividers that come out a little bit, so you, you're actually having a little bit of privacy. These yeah. are basic concerns for an adult in the year 2016, you, are they not? You know what you could legitimately do if you want to make this happen. With this transgender thing, which is going to change our society, I guess, for you know a few thousand people, but whatever. So you could do like my friend Ed has done in his bathroom situation, and enclose it completely, and so the door locks, so nobody can come in there and, and do creepy things. But you could also have the uh, you could also have the sink in there. I mean, you'd have to be a little bit bigger. But you could also put the sink and the mirror in there so that you could do everything by yourself in there. And then you just walk out the door. I mean, you're talking holy grail at this point. I mean, that'd be the right. holy grail. That's holy grail world. So, I mean, that would be almost acceptable. But still, then you've got guys mingling with girls and well, little I think girls. One of the I, issues. dangerous. I, I don't get it. One of the issues I'm always. I mean, it's I think dangerous. it's. There are. I mean, there obviously are the worst case scenarios you're talking about. I think more than that. Like There's for, a lot of creeps in this country. Oh, absolutely. And every country. Right over here. Look at right yeah. over here. Uh, we give you bathroom expert right there. So, uh, so you know, I mean, look at this, look at this guy, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, but I think, like, even 
like it, these like trendy uh, mm. restaurants and uh, that I've that I'm talking about, like I would think, and again I know this is probably sexist, uh, but I would think uh, at times uh, a woman might want to have some privacy while they're at the sink, mm-hmm. right? Like there, yeah. there's makeup issues that you got to deal with. Yeah. There's other issues that go on in bathrooms that I don't want to know about. In the stall that's enclosed, right. With the door, so that's even that. Way too much. But I think that one you're talking about lots of ex- maybe extra sinks. Although again, yes. you don't have to have the shared area then. But at least it's not. Extra rooms for everybody, right? You know, I mean, you're gonna, gonna, yeah, you're gonna. I guess maybe, maybe I don't know. It's a lot of plumbing, though. It is probably a little bit more plumbing. Yeah, Uh, but again, I think you could still. You don't have to go all the way there. I think maybe someday. You know, can mm-hmm. we can we dream big and say someday we have packed situation? I mean, I don't let's do, let's wrong dream big. Let's go ahead. Uh, but in the meantime, I think we can take baby steps. I'll be a progressive towards this solution. Yeah. I mean, the bottom line is we are adults. I've never understood yeah. this. I've never understood it with the locker room situation. I don't get it. Why we have? I've always complained about the idea that you have reporters just hanging out with with the the players as their you know junk is hanging out. I don't, why no, they need to talk good. to them at that moment? That's they can't good. have a freaking moment of privacy. Right. I don't understand Ridiculous. it. Ridiculous. But the idea that even like you know, these shared showers situations, mm-hmm. like no, what, what year is it? Right. Like if it was the twelve hundreds and we're all deciding mm-hmm. for the first time, hey, we need to bathe more than once a year. Maybe I'd understand us screwing it up and putting it one big shower room where everyone has to go shower. What the hell? It's 2016. No, we can dream. You're right. Steven Tyler said it best, I think, years ago when he said, dream on. Dream on. Dream on till your dreams come true. Mm. That's, That's what he said. Deep. I, and he was, by the way, people don't know this, talking about individual He battles. was talking about was this talking very about. issue. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the song's about. Yes. Uh, yes, it is. Which is so, not a surprise to me. The guy was a revolutionary. He mm-hmm. was far beyond, uh, way, way before his time. Uh, let's go to Charlie. In Wisconsin. Uh, Charlie, you're on the Patents 2 show. Hi. Uh, I uh, hey. was watching Sunday. I got bored. Nothing on TV as usual. Mm-hmm. So I'm watching, going through channel surfing, and I run into 60 Minutes. They had an article on there about this he-she that... Uh, <laughs> Nicely put. From wherever land. I don't know where she came from. Maybe <laughs> Ohio or someplace. But mm-hmm. they, were, they were showing this girl that she was... So she wanted to be a boy. She knew she had to be a boy and all this bit. Yeah. And she ended up that uh, she was in competition for swimming and stuff, wasn't happy as a girl. And then they were looking for a college for her to go and join the swim team. Mm -hmm. She ended up joining the swim team over at Harvard, and she was on the men's swim team. Yeah. She's swimming with just bottoms on, no top, because she had her breasts removed, so they showed scars okay. under her boobs. And uh, okay, well. this, is, this is totally okay nowadays, I guess. You can't be a, uh, like the old days, my family and I, we used to take our kids to up and take pictures of the, of the kids. In the swim pool in the backyard. Yeah, right. Uh, and, and right. And then all of a sudden, mm. it came where you couldn't get these no. pictures developed anyplace. Right. Oh yeah, because you'd get in trouble. Well, through. Been through that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is on TV. There it is. No, you know? no, there it is. All right. Appreciate. Yeah. It. Thank you, Charlie. All right. Yeah. Um, it, exciting. It, it was beautifully put. It mm-hmm. was either scars now where her boobs were, mm-hmm. and now see, that's not a, to me. That's not as big an issue. I know. Probably. 
as the reverse of that. Like if you're a guy who believes you're a woman and now you want to compete against women. Yes. It's the it's the Renee Richards situation. Which is funny, by the way, because it's essentially sexist, what you're saying is sexist. Against your own sex. Against but it's my sexist. own sex. But it's it's I mean, come on. We're built differently and we perform oh differently. And we are stronger and bigger than women. Let's face it. And so, even if you're in the process... Are we on the air right now? Is he saying this live? Even if you're in the process of making that change, now you're going to have guys who are saying, well, I want to compete on, on the girls' swim team. And then what's going to happen? Is that okay? And then you're going to... And, and I just saw this from the International Olympic Committee. They're going to allow transgendered men into women's competitions. Yeah, I mean, the Olympics have to. Do you right? see that? I mean, they'll be... I, I, think, I like okay. this. Again, right. here's another positive Whatever. of this movement. I think we just... Op- forget these lines. Let's have the women compete on, on equal ground against Go men. Go See what happens. Yes, let's see how let's equal see how it we goes. are. Let's see how You've equal. been wanting equality this whole time. Why do we it. divide it up? MMA? You, you know? Uh, boxing? Fighting? Let's open it oh, up. If we're going to have equality, by gosh, let's have equality. Do you think the top ten boxers will still be males? Uh, hmm. Yes. I'm thinking they might. I, and I I'm think pretty Ronda sure. Rousey might not compete, but let's see. And I'm pretty sure there you go. Uh, Major League Baseball, uh, the NBA, and the NFL, uh, if you are a female go and ahead. are good enough to yeah. compete on those fields, yep. they're a business. And they will allow it. <laughs> they will hire you. <laughs> they are it's not true. ashamed to hire who the only will do the, the job. only sexist holdouts mm-hmm. are these women's sports competitions and, and right. organizations that will not allow Amen. a male to go play in the WNBA. Correct. They will not allow it. Right. Why? They would. I, I guarantee you, if there was a woman who was good enough to play in the NBA, they would absolutely, absolutely. allow it. Why? And, and Major League Baseball, all of those mm-hmm. sports. I mean, they no already problem. talked about having kickers have tried out in the NFL. For, Is there a oh, problem? Yeah. Let's say Kobe. Is is not just retiring from the NBA because he's he's gotten older. What if he just feels like now he's realized that wait a minute, I'm more of a woman, <laughs> and what I what I'm identifying with now is okay. women's basketball. I gotta say, Pat, and Kobe goes and competes in the WNBA. This idea Great. that mm-hmm. some world class male athlete's gonna somehow just decide that he's a woman. I mean, what was there any precedent for that? <laughs> Um, well, yes. Really? Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, Bruce, Bruce Jenner, yeah. Caitlin. Should he, though, even have to have that? No. Again, if no. we're talking about equality, why can't Kobe Bryant retire and go play in the WNBA and score 50 points a game for yep. the next 10 years? Why not? Why not? If we're equal. Stop him. Yeah, right. I mean, I, right. If, you, if, you, if it's okay for women it's to play sexist. in the men's sport, right, it's sexist to say it otherwise, isn't it? Yes. Here we are. We, we, here we are in a situation where we might so have a woman president. Man. We are just a few months away mm. from potentially having a female president of the United States, and we're still in a situation in which we are going to stop male players from playing against them? No! No. I say no, no. Stu. We're not any longer. The W in the WNBA is offensive. <laughs> it Dissolve is. the league and let the women yes. compete with the men to get into the is NBA. Is this not the year 2016? I say it is. One sport, Let's one people. Act as if it were. Mm-hmm. More Pat and Stu coming up in a minute. No, we didn't get to John Kasich's idiocy. But we're going to. We're getting to John Kasich's idiocy. Which, by the way, will be the first time you've heard anyone here from John Kasich about anything in weeks. Yes, he's supposedly running for president.
John Kasich is uh, running for president of the United States. Uh, he's currently only behind one candidate who's not running, uh, which is pretty good for, for John Kasich. Really? Uh, yeah, it's only the has one. He passed. He he hasn't passed Jim Gilmore. Though. He well. Is that the one that he's not passed yet? No, Who isn't Jim, right? Jim Gilmore, his delegate situation mm. isn't as developed as, as he would have hoped. Uh, <laughs> I think. Really? Well, first of all, uh, huh? uh, first of all, your little jokey joke on Jim Gilmore can uh, right. be knocked off. Okay. Yeah. Jim dropped out, uh, <laughs> suspended his campaign early on. Yeah, uh, not when he realized what was best enough. for America. Well, I thought what was best for America was Jim Gilmore well, he, being president. I thought so too, Stu. I thought so too. So what mm. happened well, now? What is best for America? I haven't heard of Jim Gilmore endorsement. <laughs> he's still he's still out there making uh, you know showing people what America should be. Is he? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Everyone, there's a few people that mm. have adopted the Jim Gilmore thing. Yes, they have. Like he's every he always gets like 12 votes, and there's always somebody who posts the amount mm. of votes. And I, you really are the leader of this movement. I'd I know. Say. I know. Even more than Jim Gilmore himself. Um, that guy. Before we get to uh, uh, the Kasich thing, can we go to Jesse in Virginia, uh, okay. who has a friend who's going through the process? Apparently, uh, Jesse. Hi, you're on Pat, Pat and Stu. Hi, guys. Hi. Hey, um, I had a friend from college that was transitioning from female to male, and this wasn't someone I still keep in contact with. But the time I was doing half marathons, and uh, he was as well. He started bragging that his half marathon time has gone down six minutes from his last. And I'm like, you're on performance-enhancing drugs, testosterone. You can't now brag that your time's gone down. It doesn't seem very fair. <laughs> so that so he was on steroids at the time? No, she, no, no. Or she, she was because it was still the beginning. Right. She was so it was a girl transitioning to a guy, and as right. she was transitioning, her times improved significantly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. As she was going because she was taking Oh, okay, because she's taking testosterone. testosterone. Yeah. That's interesting. I, that I, is I, interesting. I didn't know that would be in effect. I didn't think of that. But how did she, to he, compete against the he's that had always been him? Or I don't them? know. I moved away from the area. So oh, okay. I don't know. Just six minutes is a pretty dramatic. <laughs> that is pretty good. That's really dramatic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it kind of proves our point that there might be a difference between men and women. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, testosterone has a little something to do with it. Mm. Uh, but yeah, so. yeah. All right, thanks a lot, Jesse. That's interesting. No problem. Uh, all right, six. So, <laughs> that's a good imp improvement. That wow, is, uh, it's pretty significant. And you know what are steroids? But testosterone mostly. I mean, usually that's what that's what you're taking, and it, it's boosting that level in your system. And that's how they know a lot of times that you're on them because your your level goes from 800 or whatever it should be to like 4,000, and they're like, okay, um, that's not normal. So, mm. so they know. Mm. Yeah, it's a, it's a little difference. A little difference. Yeah. Uh, here is uh, John Kasich uh, again, a guy who's running for president, and apparently slightly ahead of Jim Gilmore on religious freedom. I'm a traditional marriage guy. Okay, I believe a man and a woman. Mm -hmm. But I went home one day. I said, "Sweetie, we've been invited to a gay wedding." This was after the court. I said, "What do you think?" She said, "Well, I'm going. I don't know if you are or not." And we went. And look, here's the thing. We may disagree with something about people's lifestyles and all those kinds of things. We may disagree. What? But you know what? Let's try to understand each other a little bit. What are we going to do, write a law? I, I read about this thing they did in Mississippi this where apparently you can deny somebody service because they're gay. No. Douche. What the hell are we doing in this country? 
I mean, look, I, I may not appreciate uh, a certain lifestyle guy. or even approve so of it, but weird. I can. I, that doesn't mean I got to go write a law and try to figure out how to have another wedge issue, because yeah, one of the things that's do. happening on this issue itself is that there are politicians that are using it to get publicity, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. ultimately divides us. We had a Supreme mm -hmm. Court ruling, and you know what? Let's move on. Let's move on from where we are. Oh. Okay, so. From every Supreme Court ruling, we should just move on. Uh, you know where we'd be if that happened? Mm. Uh, we'd be stuck in slavery. So, you know, you might want to revisit that. But well, he's such a moron, and he's such a weird little guy. Yeah. That I, That's he, a good way of describing it. He is a weird little guy. He is a guy. weird little guy. I mean, again, he doesn't have even the most basic mm. grasp of no, what this policy doesn't. is or no, what it does. Isn't it that is, weird for a guy like John Kasich? Yes. And then he's also coming out. It's funny because he's seen as this guy. Oh, he's so nice. He's so nice. Uh, he's so tolerant. He's so, like, the left would love him. The media yeah. would love him. Um, did you catch, catch in the middle of that he's saying that he doesn't approve of their lifestyle? Yes. Yeah. It gets yes. into a general election. That, that facade of him being nice guy is done. Yeah. They will crucify him over comments like that. Yeah. You know, I mean, if it was, it's one thing to say, you know, keeping people out of their business is one thing, but to say that he's saying that he doesn't approve of their lifestyle. You can't do that anymore, can you? I mean, not to get, not you're not you get media approval. No, not if you want Absolutely to be president. Not. Uh, and he does want to, apparently. But but the, the Mississippi law does not deny somebody service because they're gay. No. Maybe he should look into what he's talking about before he talks about it. That's just irresponsible and stupid. Again, he's just a weird little guy. 888-727-BECK, 888-727-BECK. Uh, speaking of weird little guys, there's one in North Korea, too, that runs the dump. Uh, <laughs> and they're apparently uh, gearing up to test a, mo a mobile ballistic missile, officials say, could have the capability to strike U.S. territory. Meaning, I guess, Hawaii, perhaps, or Guam or something. U.S. officials said Pyongyang would most likely launch an intermediate-range Masudan missile, which may have the ability, yeah, to reach Guam and Alaska and Alaska's uh, Shemya Island. North Korea could also choose to launch one of its two intercontinental ballistic missiles, which officials said could strike the Pacific Northwest. That territory includes Oregon, Washington, parts of Northern California. Has a range of 6,200 miles, according to the Pentagon. Mm. Um, so if they do decide to go through with the test... It would be unprecedented. Apparently, they've not done that before. It'd be amazing. Would, would you put it past this guy at all to launch one of these things and blow up? You know, attempt to blow up a, a city in Alaska? No, no. I mean, no. I can totally see that happening. I wonder what what happens afterwards. Do yeah, we just go in and flatten the nation? I mean, there's not much to flatten. Well, we, but I mean, obviously, like to, they launch. I like think a we would, weapon. but I, I doubt it with this. Administration. I don't think we would use nuclear weapons. In retaliation? No, I don't think so. I think we would go in with conventional they're too, arms. They're too close to people. You don't yeah. want that, you know, fallout. I mean, they're close to South Korea. They're close to Russia. They're close to China. And then you've provoked something else. So you'd have mm -hmm. to be conventional, I think. And, but, I mean, we would be in there. But it would have to be serious. It would, be it would have to be serious. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You'd think. I mean, I, you never know with this government the way it is. But I still think we get hit by a nuclear weapon. It's It's interesting because I think... Most people, and myself included in this, don't really think of a country like, while Russia has the capability, you kind of think of, well, either they're not going to do it, or if they do it, we're all screwed. There's not that mm -hmm. in-between area with something like North Korea where 
they could fire, they'd fire one of these things and think, oh, look how tough we are, and then we would be in, I mean, we would just take over the entire country, I would think. But who knows? Who knows? I mean, I, we would, you know, you'd think we'd at least certainly regime change would be uh, something that would happen. <laughs> you, you would hope so, right? I hope, hope so, so, but I mean, you, you say that with know. less confidence than I used to. Ted Definitely. Cruz is president, I, I do believe. Yes, that. then I think we will. Um, you know, uh, yeah. probably any competent. If pre- this guy's president, no. Probably, like, I would say, you know, yeah. I'm no fan of Donald Trump, but I would say with Donald Trump, mm-hmm. probably yes. Like, this is the type of thing he would do. Mm-hmm. He would, I mean, he, you know, Maybe. God only knows what he would do to the people, He, you know. I mean, he's very, you know, he has very tiny hands, but they should be big enough to, to, to press the button. Uh, that would. If somebody helped him. Because look at, look at this. I, the hands are so teeny and so tiny. He looks like he's hugging Jeffy. Yeah, he does. Jeffy, give him a big hug. But Jeffy's too oh, big. Oh, yeah, look to, the other way to give him a hug. I mean, he looks... Look how big he is in proportion to his hands. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I love that picture. Triple eight seven two seven back. More patents, too. Come on. It's an actual photo, too. And we didn't do anything to it. It's an actual photo. Well, something. The lighting is a little... It's an actual photo. Right. There's a couple you photos know. maybe on there. There's a couple photos involved in that particular Yeah, that's finish. what I mean. It's at least one. Right. Maybe even more than one, which shows we're thorough. I know, thank you. Uh, our phone number is 888 back. Uh, I wanted to uh, tell you about this, uh, uh, I think, a horrible tragedy that is, uh, I do is too. befalling our nation. I do, too. Um, it is, I, I uh, don't understand this either. There's a lot of things I don't understand today. This is one of them. There is Indiana Jones, the original. Yes. Great movie. Loved it. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. You know. Nah, I didn't like it much, I, but I it, thought I liked okay. it still. Okay. It wasn't great. My Indiana Jones' favorite uh, one is probably... The third uh, one? Yeah. With Sean Connery. Yeah. The Last Crusade? Is that what it's called? Uh, yes, Last Crusade. Yeah. All right. You Very know, good. I just I, watched it the other night. Really good movie. Uh, you know, uh, yeah. I mean, he was funny in it, too. First yeah. one's okay. Funny. I mean, the first one's the one. The first one's the one. But, I mean, first the second and third, one. I... I mean, not, it's tough for me between first and third. Yeah, yeah. they're both good. It's, the second one is a little bit less, I think, but I still mm-hmm. enjoy it. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Crystal Skull's the worst movie ever made. Uh, the fourth it, one. It it's, has to be the worst big budget movie. The worst because of expectations. Yes. It definitely is up there, very close to the worst movie of all time. It's similar, I would say, in effect to so bad. Uh, the Phantom Menace, and that you have this yeah. beloved series that gets completely screwed up by a highly anticipated sequel. Yep. And um, guess what? Uh, the same guy did both of them. Same guy's response. Shocking. Shocking. <laughs> Shocking. Uh, well, they're making a fifth one now. To me. A lot of people would say the Crystal Skull was so bad, abandon the series. I would say yes. I'd rather have another one made to try to bring it back. Get that taste, no, out, yeah. of get that taste out of your mouth. Yeah, We've talked about that before. Yes. Sadly, they're going to continue the Crystal Skull story. I mean, that's so stupid. Which is just Why? stupid. What? Oh, There's nothing dumber than the thing turned out to be, to, to be an alien thing. And these aliens, didn't they eventually take off out of that... He, uh, yeah, I mean, did you watch right? the movie? Yeah, but it's been a while, and I don't so remember bad. all the details. I don't remember sitting there like, so they, bad. Did they just let him survive a nuclear weapon explosion? In a refrigerator? Is that, did they actually just do that? A lot of people don't know. The lining of a refrigerator is uh, so dense 
and so mm. uh, protected in its nature. I'm going to go with no. When you saw the, oh, you've never seen the federal government uh, films of the test when they tested the bombs? Yeah. The only thing left standing was refrigerators. <laughs> really? Yeah. I did not know that. Um, and the funny thing is, the previous stories really didn't have anything to do with each other. I mean, the characters no. were the same, mm -hmm. but like the, Indiana Jones and uh, uh, the, the original one, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, really had nothing to do with Temple of Doom other than it was the same character at the top. I mean, even the girls were different. Right. Mm -hmm. And then, the, and and what was the little kid's name? Uh, round something. Short round. Short round. <laughs> <laughs> Short round. That's right. Uh, yes, uh, Jeffy, of course, being tall round. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, tall and round. Mm -hmm. uh, he's, what are you, how tall are you, Jeffy? I mean, it looks like Jeffy's like four eight because of his proportions, but he's mm -hmm. actually pretty tall. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm four eleven now. Four eleven. Yeah, well, four eleven. Yeah. By the but way, we should point still out easier to hop over than walk around. <laughs> oh, there's no <laughs> doubt about that. <laughs> By the way, Jeffy gets a little bit of this today uh, because it's a very happy day in Jeffy's life. Oh yeah, uh, his anniversary right. is today. Happy anniversary! Um, which is really nice. To you. Congratulations to Jeffy. Thank you. Um, none of us understand it, obviously, uh, from her Thank perspective. I uh, don't really know why she would. Uh, well, she's blind. Is she? Amber is blind. Stark raving. <laughs> totally. But she has, does she have <laughs> a nose? No, she has no sensory perception at all. <laughs> <laughs> no at all. sensory perception at that all. That does explain it. Yeah, it, it does. does explain. She it. does. She does have sense of touch. <laughs> she doesn't have that. She doesn't have smell. <laughs> she can't hear yeah. anything. Okay. And she's can't completely smell. blind. Well, that yeah. makes it a lot more understandable. Yeah. She's got no tactile ability <laughs> at all. How did you convince her <laughs> to even be in the same room with you, let alone? He did a water thing, you know, like on the uh, Miracle Worker. <laughs> <laughs> he smelled out Jeffy on her fingers, and she liked it. But and I thought so... she had no sense of touch. Yeah, she couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> She can only feel li liquid. <laughs> that is a really... She's threading a needle. There. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. tough. Uh, so, oh, wow. Uh, no, seriously, congratulations. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a beautiful thing. How many years? Can you at least say that? I mean, that doesn't give away your age. How many years you guys have been married? I've been married to this one for 14. This, this one for 14. <laughs> God, you were such Married a married in this one for 14. Now, wait, but how old is Max? What's that? How old is Max? 14. Okay. Mm -hmm. On the button. All right. There you go. You uh, got a problem with that? Uh, <laughs> no. Okay. No. Um, no. I didn't think so. <clears throat> the New York Post okay. has a uh, post about uh, some of the things your wife is facing. <clears throat> Maybe this has something to do with it. 2016 from uh, a study from an optical trade association, the Vision Council found that 60% of people that use di digital devices for five or more hours a day um, are having, uh, I having issues. They're, first of all, using it too much. But secondly, they're saying that they think that blindness could happen and even know. blurred vision, which is not exactly a surprise. I know I'm, when I have those days where we're here all day and just like constantly staring at the computer. Absolutely. I, sometimes I come, go home and I can't look at a screen for like the rest of the day. Do you ever mm -hmm. get that? Mm -hmm. yep. It's just like it really mm -hmm. gets to me after a while. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, uh, maybe that's the situation. Maybe she just stared at a screen so much that you started to look attractive. Maybe that's it. That's possible. I guess we'll, we'll look into that and come back on the other side with maybe an answer. I mm -hmm. doubt it, though. But happy anniversary to one of our <laughs> closest Thank friends. He's just a great guy. Uh, Je um, mm -hmm. Jeff <clears throat> Fisher. Thank you.
Yeah, I appreciate it. Okay. What are you going to do tonight? you going to take her out to dinner or what? Well, first we're going to get the DVR set to record Jim Gilmore on CNN at 2 o'clock. So. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to take her to a Jim Gilmore CNN end? Uh, we talked about one communist nut job earlier in the show in North Korea. Let's go over another in Cuba this time. Watch. Everybody knows that guy. Maybe it's your hippie friend from college who never grew up or your wife's cousin twice removed. It's that guy who wears that dirty T-shirt with Che Guevara's face on it. I don't usually condone violence, but the next time you do see that person wearing that T-shirt, I want you to do something. Punch them in the face. Repeatedly. <laughs> Not more. Explaining why you should do that is Humberto Fontova. He's a uh, contributor to Town Hall and author of a great book about Che Guevara. And he, will, he joins us now. Humberto, are you there? Yeah. Thanks for the invite. Great to be here. Humberto, uh, we are in a strange place, uh, a place in which our president apparently thinks it's appropriate to fly down to Cuba and uh, hang out, watch baseball, uh, and take pictures with Raul Castro. Did you ever think you'd see a day where that was going to happen? Yes, I did. As a matter of fact, I am not shocked because since the minute that Obama got into office, and folks, this is much more important. In other words, what's going on behind the scenes is much more important than all the symbolism that we're seeing. Right now, and for the last six or seven years, the United States, because of Obama has been the Castro regime's top sugar daddy. More cash annually has been flowing from the U.S. to Cuba than used to flow to Cuba from the Soviet Union in the 70s and 80s. So it is very appropriate that he should go down there for photo ops with the people that he's taking care of financially. As a matter of fact, just as the economic lifeline was starting to dry up from Venezuela, of course, it dried up from the Soviet Union if Hugo Chavez in Venezuela kicked in. Well, just as it was drying up because of oil prices and also because of congressional elections in Venezuela, it was drying up, Obama comes out and screams, depending on your age here, he was either mimicking Mighty Mouse or Andy Kaufman. Here I come to save the day. And he did exactly that. Right now, last year, the cash flow from the U.S. to Cuba was 5.6 billion, folks. Billion. This is primarily remittances. Western Union wires of cash from the U.S. to Cuba and also travel expenditures by the almost three. 100,000 people that visited Cuba last year from the United States. All of that money lands in the pockets of the regime, folks, not the Cuban people like your libertarian friends will tell you. Well, you know, if we were allowed to go down there and open up McDonald's and go down there, you, you, you know, for spring break, gosh, that would just blindside. Complete blarney, folks. <laughs> Ten times as many tourists have been visiting Cuba for the last 15 years as used to visit in the 1950s. And Cuba is as repressive, is more repressive, more repressive. Mm. This last year set a record of repression against Cubans. And we have not gotten a penny of the $7 billion 
that Castro stole at gunpoint from American citizens in 1960. Every time our guys bring that up in Cuba, the Castroites laugh in our face. Mm. Well, I'm usually uh, in favor of McDonald's anywhere that I can find it. So I'm not, <laughs> Don't get me uh, wrong. Yeah, I got one right down here. I'll probably be there after we get off the here. Okay, good. Um, so th- th- let's go. This is we're st- let's start here with the policy, um, because you know there's a lot of people who make the argument, libertarians among them, that you know free trade is important. Um, and while the you know we've been doing the same policy with with Castro and Cuba for decades and decades and decades, and they're still communist and they're still repressing their people, why not make a change? Because we haven't been embargoing Cuba. That's the beauty of this. As a matter of fact, I title in my book, I title the U.S. embargo as the absolute crown jewel of recent U.S. foreign policy. It has been the greatest success story. In the last 50 years, for one thing, it helped bankrupt the Soviet Union. The Soviet Union was pumped, to, was forced to pump the equivalent of $30 billion into Cuba. That did not help their solvency. And that probably helped, you know, the ultimate crumbling of what used to be known as the Soviet Union. Plus, and most importantly for our viewers, the U.S. taxpayer is among the few on earth that has been spared fleecing by Castro. Regardless of this, what they call an embargo, the media insists on calling it an embargo, and Castro's people even call it a blockade. The U.S. has been among Cuba's top, top trading partners and top food suppliers for the last 10 years, folks. Don't forget this. Don't forget this is fully documented. This is probably shocking some of you, but it's fully documented in my books. Here's what the so-called embargo stipulated with those food sales and medical sales that Castro had to pay cash on the barrel, baby. <laughs> Why? Because he is the biggest deadbeat on earth. He has stuck it. The Soviet Union, Putin just last year wrote off $30 billion. What they call the Paris Club of Creditors, which involves France, Germany, and a bunch of people. Just wrote off two months ago, eleven billion. The Castro. Everybody who has extended credit to the Castro regime has had it stuck to them, except for the U.S. taxpayers. So when some politicians right now are saying the whole world is laughing at us, we're the laughing stop. One of the few places where we're laughing at the rest of the world is when it comes to trade with Cuba, and that's precisely because of the so-called Cuba embargo, a magnificent, a phenomenally successful success story. Mm, Absolutely amazing. All right, before we go, um, looking back at the history of Cuba, it's it's interesting because we're getting lectured uh, about human rights, uh, and the person getting lectured is our first African-American president. Cuba has quite a history um, with African-Americans. Uh, in fact, the oppression of blacks was, has been a big deal throughout the Castro regime, has it not? Yeah, and as a matter of fact, another thing that Obama is doing, Mr. Obama, Black Lives Matter, right? I mean, that's kind of associated with his presidency, Black Lives Matter. The Castro regime has jailed and tortured the most black political prisoners in the recent history, the modern history of the Western Hemisphere. Many blacks, some of them who live in the United States nowadays, suffered longer 
in Castro and Che Guevara's prisons than Nelson Mandela suffered in South Africa. Again, fully documented. Absolutely amazing. All right, Umberto Fontova, townhall.com. What's the name of your book again? I remember reading it a few years ago. It's such a great book. Well, uh, one of them, I've got three of them. Fidel, Hollywood's favorite tyrant, mm -hmm. exposing the real Che Guevara and the useful idiots yep. who idolize him. And my latest one came out two years ago. The Longest Romance, the U.S. Media and Fidel Castro. <laughs> oh, we got some nice reading for you this weekend. Umberto, <laughs> thanks so much. Appreciate you coming on the program. Thank you, buddy. You all got my number anytime. All right.